Hi there, everyone. Welcome back to the Showing Up To Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns. I'm so excited to be here with you. And thank you for tuning in and watching this video. Uh, for all of my American friends out there, I wish you happy Thanksgiving. I hope that you're having a wonderful time. I hope that you're making the choices in terms of how many people you're gathering with. I hope that you're making those choices that are right for you and that you're having fun and having a good time with whatever you're doing today. And for all of my friends who are outside of the US, well, well, it's just another Thursday, isn't it? So <laughs> welcome back to the uh, the podcast and the video. Um, yeah, I'm just doing a little bit of work today. I wanted to do a video because, yes, there are a lot of people I've realized that are outside of the United States who tune into me. And I got to tell you that I am just so excited about that. I mean, seriously, when I look at like the uh, the, the podcast um, platform will show me that, you know, breaks down like it doesn't tell me where people are or anything like that, but it tells me in regions and, and there's so many people all around the world and I'm just so excited that I have that kind of um, you know that, that I'm reaching out there and, and reaching people who are so far away that just makes me extremely extremely happy and excited so so welcome everyone welcome 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 so this week we've been talking a lot about emotional regulation, right? Or self-regulation is another way to look at that. And it is so much the absolute greatest superpower we can have, right? When we can regulate ourselves, which really means to regulate our response to our emotions. A lot of times when I talk about um, emotional regulation, people, people tend to think that that means that somehow you're going to stop certain emotions from happening or you're you're going to avoid certain emotions and th that's not true right in the same way that um you know when i when i talk about meditation right and i teach people how to meditate i actually just taught somebody uh from uh uh halfway around the world today just now i gave instructions on how to do a basic meditation i'd be happy to teach you as well uh all you gotta do is reach out and, and ask and I'll, I'll set up a call we'll, we'll go through that it's very simple um but but when I teach people how to do meditation, what I you know one of the very common misconceptions about meditation is that is that we're we're doing meditation to somehow stop our thoughts, right, or or quiet the mind, or or somehow you know change the activity of what happens inside our mind, and nothing could be further from the truth, right? Number one, it's not possible to to stop the thoughts, right? The thought the, the mind creates thoughts like the ocean creates waves, right, and you. You're never, ever, ever going to stop that, no matter how hard you try. In fact, trying to stop usually creates more thoughts, right? Uh, something I, I always talk to about people, uh, I talk to people about when uh, when I'm teaching them to, to meditate, is I, I say a very simple thing. I say, right now, don't think about a monkey. And what's the first thing that came to your mind, right? A monkey, and that's the way the mind works, right? The minute we we try to, to stop it, it's gonna go much further. The minute we try not to think about something, that's what we're gonna think about. That's the way the mind works. And so, so you're not gonna change that, so don't try, right? It's, it's just gonna be a very frustrating and exhausting process for you if you try to do that. So instead, what we do is we allow the thoughts to happen, but we release our our grip and are clinging to them, okay? And that is a more sort of appropriate and healthy way to look at the regulation of emotions, okay? 
it's not, it's, it's in fact very unhealthy to try to stop feeling something, particularly big emotions like anger. When we do that, we, we keep things bottled up inside of us and it does quite a bit of damage in, in terms of stress, right? And so, and of course, you know, a lot of emotions are going to feed the stress response in our body. And so the more we kind of try to force that to stop, the more we're gonna experience stress in our bodies and that is not a healthy thing, right? So, so instead, it's, it's more about, when we talk about emotional regulation, it's more about letting our emotions come through and feeling them, right? But what we're really regulating is how we're acting as a, as, as a, you know, influence of our emotions, right? In other words, you know, a lot of times what we do when we feel a big emotion is we react to whatever caused that, you know, triggered that emotion in us, right? And so, so what we want to kind of do is we want to kind of, when, when we talk about emotional or self-regulation, what we're talking about is bringing it from a reactivity, right? Like where, where something happens, I get triggered, I feel an emotion, and boom, I, I react right away, right? So we want to try to bring it from that into what we, call, what we could call a response, right? A response, the difference between react and respond is that react, again, is quick, it's, it's immediate, I mean, not even quick, it's immediate, right? And there's no thought behind it, it's, it's completely automatic, it's completely unconscious, right? Whereas response is kind of the opposite of all those things, right? Response is not immediate, right? Response is, is, is calculated, is contemplated, right? It's, it's, it's you know, it's, you know, we digest whatever it is that caused us this trigger, right? Whatever triggered our emotion, right? We, we digest that a little bit and then we process it and then we respond, right? So response is very conscious, intentional, uh, contemplated, um, measured, right and, and and controlled right you know reaction is uncontrolled response is control right and so so the that's the idea behind regulation right and it's self regulation right the the idea is that you know we're we're constantly feeling emotions all the time right and there's no again there's no way to stop that you know, uh, we, we, emotions are there to, to uh, push us towards something that we want or push us away from something that we fear, right? It's, it's something we love or something we fear, right? That, that's what, what emotions are there to do, right? And they're doing it all the time, like every single day, every moment of the day, that's what's happening to us, right? And so, so we can act in a, and as I said the other day, right, like, you know, a very funny uh, metaphor for this is like picturing, you know, somebody sitting backwards on a horse and trying to ride that horse, right? Yes, you can ride a horse that way, right? You absolutely can. You can sit backwards in the saddle, you can hang on, and you will be fine. However, the one thing you will not do is you will not be able to tell that horse where to go, right? If you're sitting backwards on a horse, you are going to go exactly where that horse wants you to go because it, you're not in control, right? And so that's the idea, right? You know, emotional regulation or dysregulation is like sitting backwards on a horse and just, you know, wherever our emotions take us, they take us, right? Whereas emotional regulation is, is or regulated emotions is, is sitting forward in the saddle <laughs> with the reins in our hands and in, in control of what's happening and, and steering the horse where we want it to go, right? And so that's the concept here, right? And so, of course, you know, that's very easy to do in some situations, right? Like a very low level emotional things that are happening. Because again, you have to remember that, or I invite you to remember, you don't have to do anything, but I invite you to remember that, um, that, that the emotions are always active. 
right? There's like literally never a time where our emotions are not working, right, on some level, right? But most of the time, they're at a very low level. They're at a level that does not bother us so much. It does not cause us, you know, uh, suffering or, or, or danger in terms of like, you know, if we, you know, do something as, as you know, reaction to our emotions, that thing's gonna have consequences, right? Most of our emotions are not at that level. Most of them are very, very subtle, very um, natural, and very easy to, to, to navigate with and, and to control, right? But the more we get into stress, especially, right? And, and you know, remember, the, the emotions exist as part of a, a sort of wheel, right? And the wheel includes also the thoughts and the sensations of our bodies, right? And so all of this is obviously, or maybe it's not obvious, but all of this is very, uh, very closely tied to the stress response, right? The more stress we have, right? The more, the, the thoughts that we have of, of things that worry us, right? Cause that emotion of fear, which causes sensations in our body with the higher blood pressure, the higher heart rate, the respiratory system, all of our systems shutting down and all that kind of stuff, right? Immune system, lymphatic system, rep reproductive system, uh, all that stuff is shutting down. Our brain is not functioning the same way because we're in this stress response, right? Our whole nervous system is at an elevated level, right? A, a hyper aroused level, right? And so when that's happening, right, the, the emotions are going to keep you know, they're being fed by these thoughts of, of worry and fear, right? So therefore the emotions predominantly that you're going to feel are based in fear, right? And the more that happens, right, the stronger the emotions become, right? And the stronger the, the, the physical sensations become as well, right? And so therefore, when we get into those levels of hyper arousal and we start really feeling those big emotions happening, right, those get a lot harder to control, right? It's almost like, you know, like, like you know, I, I used in the video the other days, like, you know, one of my early teachers showed me a picture of like, you know, dysregulated emotions, or, or um, he was talking mostly about emotional intelligence, which is what this is all about. But somebody who lacks emotional intelligence is like somebody, you know, riding a horse, but they're like hanging off the side of the horse and like just barely hanging on for life, right? That's how it gets when we feel those big emotions, right? Especially, and this especially happens when we're feeling high levels of stress and distress in our body, right? And so, so the, the idea then is to, you know, when we talk about regulation, the idea is to stay in the saddle, you know, even in the big emotions, right? And even when things are really, really, you know, very, very strong, right? Things that are happening, right? If we can stay in that saddle and we can maintain control over ourselves, right? Then we don't do those things that are going to cause you know, that are gonna, uh, you know, cause consequences and, 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 and ramifications that are gonna ultimately cause more stress and more difficulties and more fear and more all that, right? So, so it becomes very much a, 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 you know, a domino effect, right? But we have the power to stop that domino, right? You can pick up a domino in the middle, right? Or two or three in the middle of a long thing, you can quickly pick them up and the dominoes just fall and the rest of them don't fall after that, right? Like, so that's the idea of interrupting this process, right? Um, again, it's not interrupting the feeling of the emotions, but what it's doing is it's, it's interrupting our outward expression of those emotions, right? 
So if this is not clear to you, you please get in touch with me because this is the key, right? This is the absolute key to the self, uh, self-regulation, right? But self-regulation starts with self-awareness, right? The, the idea is that, that we need to see the, the emotions happening, right? We need to be able to see that, okay, I'm about to fall off this horse. I better, you know, do something so that I can stay on top of it, right? So you can't have one without the other, right? So that's why no matter how many different tools I can teach you or, or tell you about, you know, that, that will help with emotional or self-regulation, if you don't see the emotions happening first, then there's no way that you're ever going to regulate them. In fact, what you're going to do is you're gonna see them like in the rear view mirror, right? You're gonna be like, ooh, I did that. I shouldn't have done that. that. That was not a good thing. I wish I could take that moment back, right? And how many times have we felt that in our lives, right? So the idea then is to, and I like to use the metaphor here of a, of a train, right, coming down the, you know, if you, if you picture yourself in a, you know, countryside where it's pretty flat and you can see, you know, a train like a couple of miles down the tracks, right, you see this little puff of smoke down there and you know a train's coming, right, and you're standing there on the tracks but the train's a couple of miles away, you know, at that point I can do anything to get out of the way of that train, right, I, I could take a nap here for a minute or two and still be okay and get out of the way of that train, right, I can sit and meditate, I can do a lot of different things, right, that, you know, I could, you know, whatever, right? Because I got like five minutes before the train gets here, right? It's no problem, right? However, if I don't see that train until it is 50 feet away, same train, same tracks, same me, but now it's a life or death situation, right? Now I have to get out of the, out of the way so fast or else I'm gonna be crushed by that train, right? And so that's where self-awareness is, is really um, important when it comes to regulation, right? Because when we, when we feel those emotions and the sensations that they cause in our body, when we feel them when they're two miles down the track, you know, now I have lots of tools, right? Now I can just simply, you know, I can just, I can get up, I can take a walk, I can do, you know, jumping jacks, I can whatever, right? And I know I've talked about this before, but it really is worth repeating, right? So the idea then is to, is to develop that level of self-awareness, right? But on the other side of that, right? And I'm just kind of putting that self-awareness thing as a disclaimer because none of this works without that level of, of awareness, right? And that level of awareness comes through meditation and, and, uh, and uh, mindfulness practices, informal meditation practices, right? However, there is an amazing tool that we all have that is the most simple thing that we can do right that is that is available to us any day any time any place any uh, in any circumstances right and that is the ability to simply pause right now again this works really well in conjunction with a heightened level of awareness because how do you know when to pause, right? Unless you can recognize it in your body, right? So this does not negate the need for formal meditation or, or even informal practices. However, the pause can be an informal practice in and of itself, okay? And I'm gonna tell you about that in just a second, right? But the idea is that we are always able to simply pause for a moment, right? Or however long you can, right? And in that pause, we now gain the power to 
regulate that level, that, that emotional expression that we have, right? If we can train ourselves to simply pause, give ourselves a couple of beats, right? As much as a few, you know, as, as little as a few seconds, as much as a few minutes, right? We can then, you know, make the decision that, okay, if I say this thing right now, <laughs> you know, what is it going to do? Even though that's what I feel like saying, right? I feel like, you know, like, you know, calling this person in front of me, uh, 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 you know, accurately calling them, you know, idiotic or, or something like that, like, like it, it, it fits, right? But that person's my boss, right? So, so if I say something like that to that person, then chances are I will experience negative consequences from it, right? Or maybe that person's my child, or maybe that person is my spouse, or maybe that person is a good friend, somebody who I do not want to hurt in that way, right? So that is the power of that pause, right? In that pause, we can then make that decision right? To say, okay, I want to say something right now, but I can't say something right now. So instead, I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to just let this, you know, let this situation kind of work its way out without me saying anything. And then, and then I'm going to go sit at my desk and I'm going to write what I wanted to say, or I'm going to go, um, you know, maybe go into the, the, you know, when I worked in restaurants, right? It was like, you go into the walk-in refrigerator and you scream at the top of your lungs, right? Like nobody can really hear it. You can hear it a little bit, but you can't hear very clearly. So, you know, stuff like that, right? There's lots of different methods that we can use at that point. And again, because we're pausing, we're giving ourselves that power, right? We're giving ourselves that time to see that train down the down the tracks a little bit right in fact there's a great quote that I always share with my my clients and with anybody who will listen to me quite frankly um, from the uh, the psychologist Victor Frankel right Victor Frankel is um, he's a Holocaust survivor right his parents were in a, a concentration camp um, you know during World War two and he after you know growing up in that environment and with that situation he became a psychologist and so he's really intense person i'm pretty sure he's deceased um but he has a, a number of amazing quotes and literally like you can look up there's websites like with a hundred great uh victor frankel quotes so i mean they're, they're really intense right victor is spelled v-i-k-t-o-r and frankel is spelled f-r-a-n-k-l if you're interested in looking him up but the quote that i want to share with you right now speaks to this pause very very well right victor frankel dr frankel says um between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space lies our power to choose our response. And in that choice, and in that choice of response, lies our freedom and our power, right? And so, uh, I'm sorry, growth and freedom. I think that's what it is. I, I can't believe I can't remember that. It's so automatic. But anyway, I'll look it up. Um, you can look it up too. But the idea here is, right, that what he's saying here is that there is a natural pause that exists all the time, right? Like there's, you know, in fact, I, you know, um, you know, Ken Kesey and, uh, and the, the merry pranksters of the late 60s, right, who, who did a lot of, uh, let's call it experimentation with the psychedelic uh, LSD and, and, and other substances, right? You know, they, you know, one of the things I remember reading in the Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test, which was uh, Tom Wolfe's um, amazing book about that time, like he actually traveled around on the bus with these guys and, and like really chronicled what was happening. And one of the things that he talks about in that book is that they were 
always, they were constantly obsessed with this idea that in between your experiencing something and, and the amount of time that your brain takes to actually understand what you've even experienced, right? There is a lag there, right? It is not immediate. And it's like something like uh, like 0.13th of a second, 13th of a second or something like that. Like that's as close as anybody has ever gotten to, to like, you know, really immediate, right? And so the, what they were doing with all the acid and stuff, they, uh, they were trying to, to make that zero, right? They were trying to get to the point where they see something, they, they, you know, they, they experience it with their brain and their nervous system as quickly as they experience it with their sensations, right? With the, the sensory organs, right? But it doesn't work that way, right? I mean, you can try, I guess, and bless them for trying. But the idea is that there is a natural pause, right? There's a natural pause between even when I'm speaking and using these gestures, your eyes and your ears are hearing it. And then there's a, a little bit of time before it gets into your, uh, you know, goes through the different lobes of your brain that, that process this data that's coming in, the stimulus that's coming in, and, and you being able to understand what it is. There is a lag there, right? So there's automatically a pause in everything that we do, right? So the idea now is to just extend that pause a little bit, right? Put a little bit more space in between what you're experiencing and how you're responding to it, right? And so, so what, what Dr. Frankel is saying is that, that this pause exists, right? And in that space, right, is, is the, the, the place that you have the power to choose how you respond to what you're what you're experiencing, right? Again, choosing to, to, to yell at this person in front of you who is going to cause a great amount of, of you know consequence to you, or choosing that maybe in a certain circumstance, maybe if you're a manager of a of a bunch of people and everybody's watching you, and you know maybe there is a a, a circumstance in which you know raising your your you know allowing your your anger to blossom is appropriate, right? It's not to say that that's never a good thing. Sometimes it might be, right? But the thing is that as long as it's consciously done, right, and it can only be consciously done if we have that little pause, right? When it's immediate, right? As quick as immediate can get, right? Past that 13th of a second or whatever it is, right? Like, you know, like like if we don't give ourselves that time to, to you know, kind of process and, and decide consciously, okay, this is what I'm going to say next, well, then it's just reactivity and then it's, it, then who knows what's gonna happen, right? And that is how things work normally right? We, we react to something and then however, whatever we reacted to, right? Whether it's a person or whatever, you know, uh, you know, a person in our family, a person at work, whatever, you know, that person now is experiencing us reacting to something, right? I mean, maybe you got like a 50-50 shot of, of, of coming up with the right thing in a reaction, but you know, you, you have no control over it. So generally speaking, you might and often will say the wrong thing. Right or say something that causes some kind of damage. Right now, that that thing that happens out there has another consequence to it. Right, and so so, which again causes more emotional kind of action within us. And so, if we react to that and then react and react and react, what it does is it becomes this this you know kind of soup of of emotions that we're constantly trying to regulate or constantly trying to you know kind of resolve within us. Right? And, and, and when we're trying to resolve emotions, 
we're not really present, right? We're not, you know, if, if, if you and I have some sort of argument, right, and we both walk away, you know, let's say it takes, you know, a half hour to resolve those emotions that we had in this argument that got very heated, right? Um, not that we would, but <laughs> just hypothetically. Um, during that half hour, if my children come and talk to me, they're only getting a portion of my real attention, right? Most, of, at least some of my attention is, is focused on, you know, resolving the emotions that just happened as a result of you and me having this argument with each other, right? So the idea then is that pause gives us that time to resolve the emotions before we do something or say something that's going to cause more of those emotions and more of those conflicts and more of those consequences, so I hope that make, I hope that's uh, helpful for you. I hope that you uh, enjoyed this video. And if you would like any more information or if something was not clear to you in this uh, video, then please reach out to me. Okay, you can, uh, you can email me, art at artburnscoaching.com. You can also go to my website, okay? I'm, I'm doing this kind of special thing right now. I'm gonna do as long as I can, right? Because I don't know, there's only so many clients I can take on in a given period of time, right? Because my, my, uh, my program lasts about 12 weeks for most people, although many people you know, want to continue after that because the work is so amazing. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> but, but the thing is, like, I'm only one person. I don't have a team of coaches that I'm managing who are, who are all coaching people with me. So there's only so many people I can do. But for, until I get filled up, okay, I am offering everyone who wants one, right? There's a, a, a free coaching uh, session that is available to you right? Um, it's, you know, go to my website, you just click on the on the button that says book a, a free call, right? And it's a 45 minute coaching session, okay? You, you click on that thing, you, you the, the button there, you, you go into my calendar automatically, right? Just drops you right into the calendar. You pick a day and time that works for you. And, and you, you just click on it, you put a couple little pieces of like your name, your phone number, your email, that kind of thing. Um, and then and then we're booked, right? And after that, I will send you a link, we'll get touch with each other we'll sit and we'll do a zoom call or a phone call if you prefer that right um i just got off a meeting with someone from uh, baku which is in the middle east somewhere i mean i i don't couldn't even tell you where that is on the globe but uh but yeah somebody just booked a call that way and just had their free coaching session and so i offer that to you as well so if you want to learn anything specific uh you want to kind of try to figure out some things you have some questions you want to kind of work some stuff out that's the best way to do it. And then after that 45 minutes, we can decide, you know, many people might, you know, might say, okay, that's great. That's all I really wanted. Uh, thank you. Love you. See you later. <laughs> you know, other people will be like, okay, so what's the next step, right? So whatever that is for you, we'll work that out. So I invite you to do that. The other thing, the last thing I'm going to ask you is, as my son tells me, you know, do the YouTube stuff, right? Uh, the um, like, subscribe, uh, comment, share. Um, and if you're on the podcast, please rate me, okay? Uh, honestly, you know, I'm not asking you to put a five-star rating just because I'm a nice person. If you don't think I deserve a five-star rating, don't give me one. But if you think I do deserve it, then give me one, okay? But, but either way, rate me because the, the more ratings I have, and of course, the more higher ratings I have, um, the, the better... Um, the, the better the algorithm is going to treat my work, right? And so that's with YouTube and the podcast. The, this interaction really, really does help get this work in front of more people. And the more people I get in front of, the more people that can get helped by the, these videos and these podcasts that I'm making, okay? And let me just say one thing, though, before I go. 
If you feel like you want to give me a low star rating because of something specific that I'm saying or, so, or not doing or something, then I invite you first to get in touch with me because I am willing to make special requests. I'm willing to, uh, you know, I've had people who have, have you know, uh, you know, had technical issues and I'm willing to work those out, whatever it is. So, so don't just give a, a, a low rating just because something's wrong. Give me a chance to fix it first. All right. So, <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you so much. I wish you well. Hope you have a great day today. And, uh, you know, again, those of you in the U.S., happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the day with, the, with whoever you're with. And uh, those of you around the world, I enjoy your Thursday. <laughs> and I'll be back again tomorrow with some more. Um, I'm going to talk tomorrow about, uh, about resonance. And I'm really excited about that because that's like one of my favorite things. And, and I want you to, you know, I'm going to tell you how awesome you are and to never forget how awesome you are and how much of a beautiful, wonderful impact you have on the world around you. So make sure you catch that episode. Have a great day, everybody. I wish you well. Take care.